ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وسلم تسليما كثيرا ثم ما بعد فحياكم الله جميعا وجعل وجعل اجتماعنا هذا اجتماعا مرحوما وجعل تفرقنا من بعده تفرقا معصوما ثم ما بعد فنبدا باذن الله تعالى بشرح كتابي جزاكم الله بشرح كتابي بلوغ المرام للحافظ ابن حجر رحمه الله تعالى والحافظ ابن حجر رحمه الله من الائمه والعلماء المعروفين رحمه الله رحمه واسعه ومن باب يعني مشاركه الاخوه نسال الاخوه ما هو لعله يكون اشهر كتاب للحافظ ابن حجر رحمه الله so we will start باذن الله by with the explanation of the book بلوغ المرام by الحافظ ابن حجر رحمه الله and i'd like to ask some some يعني the brothers what is probably the most famous book of al-Hafidh ibn Hajar rahimahullah wa huwa akbar kutubi it is the biggest of his books fama huwa tafaddal la isnad imam ahmad bin imam ahmad al-Hafidh al-Hafidh ibn Hajar na'am jazakum Allah khair na'am na'am ma smuh na'am fath al-bari sharh sahih al-bukhari huwa ashhar wa akbar kutub الحافظ بن حجر رحمه الله قال أهل العلم لو لم يكن عنده غير, غير هذا الكتاب لكفى فهو يعني هذا الكتاب هو من, من أفضل بل هو أفضل شروح صحيح البخاري وهو كتاب واسع كتبه في أكثر من عشرين عاما رحمه الله جلس يكتبه ويؤلفه في أكثر من عشرين عاما ثم جمع العلماء والأئمة في زمانه وفي عصره على وليمة كبيرة عظيمة لما أتمه وأهدى منه وأهدى من هذا الكتاب للعلماء. So the biggest, his biggest and most famous book by الحافظ بن حجر رحمه الله is the book فتح الباري. فتح الباري the explanation of صحيح البخاري um, which is a very famous and the most excellent in the explanations of Sahih on Sahih al-Bukhari ويتميز فتح الباري بارك الله فيكم أنه ليس كغيره من الشروح من ناحية أنه له نفس النفس في أول الأحاديث إلى آخر الأحاديث فكثير من الشروح يبدأ فيها مؤلفها بشيء من التوسع كما هو معروف أن المؤلف يتوسع في الشرح ويطيل الكلام ثم إذا وصل إلى آخر الكتاب أو إلى وسط الكتاب إذا به يقصر أما أما فتح الباري فمما يميزه أنه يعني أنه أعطى كل حديث من أوله إلى آخره هذا النفس في الطويل وهذا البحث وهذا الشرح الوافر رحمه الله رحمة واسعة one of the characteristics of this book فتح الباري which is not the book we're studying today, but I just wanted to talk about يعني, uh, the author, rahimahullah, a little bit. So uh, one of the characteristics 
of his book, Fath al-Bari, is that you find the length of explanation or the depth of explanation to be distributed equally yani, across the book. Many authors, they start with some explanations, they start with lengthy explanations, and as they get to the middle of the book or towards the end of the book, it becomes shorter. As for Fath al-Bari, the, the author, Rahimahullah, Al-Hafidh ibn Hajar, he rather distributed the explanation equally. So you find around the same length or around the same depth in the very first hadith all the way to the very last hadith in his explanation. وَعَلَى كُلِّ حَالٍ يُلَقَّبْ الْحَافِظُ بِنْ حَجَرْ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ بِمَاذَا يُلَقَّبْ يَا أَخْوَةِ يُقَالُ لَهُ أَمِيرُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ فِي الْحَدِيثِ يُقَالُ لَهُ أَمِيرُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ فِي الْحَدِيثِ لِمَا لَهُ مِنْ بَاعٍ طَوِيلٍ he used to be called, or his, يعني, some of the people of knowledge, they call him Amir al-Mu'mineen, the chief of the believers, when it comes to the topic of hadith, because of his concentration of this, of this topic, the topic of hadith. وَلَهُ الْكَثِيرُ مِنَ الْكُتُبِ فِي عُلُومٍ مُتَنَوِّعَةِ وَلَا سِيَمَا فِي عُلُومِ الْحَدِيثِ He has many books in many different topics, and especially in the topic of hadith, on the subject of hadith. وَهَذَا الْكِتَابِ الَّذِي بَيْنَ يَدَيْنَا this is a book that we're studying, is a book in hadith, is a book on the topic of hadith. So the author, rahimahullah, he collected in this book many of the ahadith of ahkam, of rules. فهو كتاب في الحديث مبوب على أبواب الفقه. So it is a book of hadith that has chapters that are similar to the books of fiqh. ودراسة هذا الكتاب أو تعلم هذا الكتاب so this is a book, again, it is in the topic of hadith, but it is it has chapters similar to the books of fiqh. And there is great, great benefit in learning this book. مِنْهَا يَا إِخْوَةِ بَارَكَ اللَّهُ فِيكُمْ أَنَّ هَذَا الْكِتَابِ الْكِتَابِ بُلُوغِ الْمَرَامِ يُعَوِّدُ الْإِنسَانِ يُعَوِّدُ طَالِبَ الْعِلْمِ عَلَى الْإِهْتِمَامِ بِالْدَلِيلِ وَهَذَا يَخْتَلِفُ عَنْ قِرَاءَةِ أَوْ دِرَاسَةِ كَثِيرٍ مِنْ كُتُبِ الْفِقْهِ So one difference between studying a book of fiqh and studying the likes of Bulugh al-Maram is that with the likes of this book, the person learns to pay attention to the, to the evidence from the, from the ahadith. وَذَلِكُمْ يَا إِخْوَةِ هَذَا أَمْرٌ مُهِمٌ جِدًّا This is a very important topic or a very important matter. أَنْ يَنْتَبِهَ الْإِنسَانِ عَلَى to take from the evidences. Many people, they take the, the matters of religion just by blind following. They blind follow. What is upon us, is to take our religion from the evidences. فنسأل الأخوة ما هي الأدلة؟ 
لما نقول من الأدلة ما هي الأدلة؟ ما المقصود بالأدلة؟ نعم وأثار الصحابة رضي الله عنهم إذا كتاب الله سبحانه وتعالى وسنة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الصحيحة الثابتة عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وكذلكم نأخذ بأثار الصحابة حتى نفهم الكتاب والسنة بفهم الصحابة رضي الله عنهم وهذا هو ما أمرنا الله سبحانه وتعالى به أي الأخذ بكتاب الله ومن يطع الله والرسول فأولئك مع الذين أنعم الله عليهم من النبيين والصديقين والشهداء والصالحين وحسن أولئك رفيقا So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered us to take our religion from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and from the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu and also to take it in accordance to the understanding of the righteous predecessors by taking their, their statements and their actions by looking at their statements and actions and holding on to them وهذا الكتاب يا إخوة يعلم الإنسان وهذا الكتاب يعلم الإنسان على أخذ الدين بهذه الطريقة and this book teaches us يعني besides being a book on, on أحكام on rules of the religion it also teaches us to take our religion based upon this based upon the book of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم لأن هذا الكتاب وكما سيأتي معنا أنه جمع الأحاديث بطريقة وبوب لها بطريقة تجعل الإنسان يأخذ دينه بالأدلة وهذا الكتاب المصنف رحمه الله اختصر فيه الأحاديث Another point is that the author رحمه الله he summarized the أحاديث in this book فبعض الأحاديث تكون طويلة فالمصنف رحمه الله يختصرها ويأخذ منها ما يوافق الباب الذي سيشرحه so, يعني some of the أحاديث يا إخوة might be long and the author رحمه الله he summarizes or he takes a part of the hadith that comes in the subject that this book is about uh, ومن ميزة هذا, هذا الكتاب أن, أن مصنفه رحمه الله يذكر أن المصنف رحمه الله يذكر من أخرج الحديث وهذا أمر مهم سنرجع إليه ويبين إن لم يكن الحديث في الصحيحين فإنه ربما في كثير من المواضع يبين درجة الحديث So in addition this book the author رحمه الله in this book he does two things one of them is he mentions where, do, where are those hadith mentioned from the books of hadith and the second point is that the author rahimahullah in this book he um, he goes on to mention the strength of the hadith or the uh, yani the, uh, whether the hadith is is uh, authentic the authenticity of the hadith so the author rahimahullah he goes into mentioning that wahada amrun muhimmun jiddan fakam min an-nas yaqulu qala ar-rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam wa yadhkuru ashya' ربما تكون لم تثبت عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وربما يذكر أشياء تكون ضعيفة أو أشياء قد تكون موضوعة مكذوبة على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وهذا كثير ولهذا من المهم أن ينتبه الإنسان إلى درجة الأحاديث التي يأخذها والتي يتعلمها And this is an important point because many people they say the Messenger وسلم, said such and such and they start mentioning things and some of them, some might be correct and authentic 
but then some of them might be based upon weak hadith that have no that they are they are not reported authentic uh, they are not authentic from the messenger sallallahu alaihi or some of them might be fabricated might be lies that the messenger sallallahu never mentioned them and never said them and some of the things uh, that they report or that they say that the messenger sallallahu said are actually in opposition to the religion and they are fabricated they're lies they're lying um, yani, uh, on behalf or upon the Messenger وسلم, or on behalf of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. ثابت ثبوتا قطعيا وهو منقول إلينا بالتواتر فلا يدخل فلا يأتيه الباطل من بين يديه ولا من خلفه The person who comes to study the religion either he takes from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the Quran the Quran is reported to us or and is narrated to us and there is no change there is no all of the Quran is accepted, is taken, or is reported to us by all of those people who recite it and have been reciting the Quran without a word changing, and its authenticity is known that it is the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing, nothing changes in it, nothing is added to it, nothing is removed from it, there's no falsehood that comes to it. عفواً ويبقى مسألة إذا أخذ الإنسان من القرآن تبقى مسألة الفهم فينبغي أن يفهم الإنسان كلام الله سبحانه وتعالى بالطريقة المعروفة وهي أن يفهم أو أن يتعلم تفسير القرآن بالقرآن ثم تفسير القرآن بسنة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ثم بتفسير السلف الصالح بتفسير الصحابة رضوان الله عليهم so when it comes to the Quran, to the topic of Quran, as we mentioned, we know that the Quran is reported to us by all of those who recite it with no change. What is what we need when it comes to the to Quran and studying the Quran and studying our religion based upon the Quran is the understanding. This is what we need. And the understanding is not up to us. We don't make up our own understanding of the Quran. And I say this, ya ikhwa, I, I say this point. ننبه إلى هذه النقطة, النقطة لخطر هذا الأمر. فكثير من الناس يتكلم في القرآن ويأتي بالعجائب ويقول أنا قرأت القرآن وأتيت بتفسير لم, لم يسبقني به أحد. بأسر هذا التفسير. أن يأتي بشيء لم يسبقه إليه أحد. فهل هو فهم؟ من القرآن ما لم يفهمه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أو ما لم يفهمه الصحابة رضوان الله عليهم أو سلف الأمة فهذا بإسر هذا التفسير ولسنا بحاجة لمثل هذا الكلام uh, We mention this يا إخوة because this is an important topic How do we understand the Quran? Many people nowadays they, they talk about the Quran and perhaps some of them might say, I've read the Quran and I discovered something in the Quran that no one preceded me to say. 
يعني this statement is an evil statement. This statement is a very evil statement. How could he understand from the Quran something that the Messenger وسلم, did not understand? How could he understand from the Quran something the Salaf, the righteous predecessors, the companions, may Allah be pleased with them, who were with the Messenger وسلم, studied the religion under the Messenger وسلم, witnessed the revelation of the Quran, witnessed the stories that happened in which the Quran was revealed. As some of them say, I know the hour, I know the day and the hour when this and the place where this verse was revealed to the Messenger وسلم, and then someone 14 centuries later comes to say, I know about the Quran, I discovered something about the Quran that no one preceded, no one knew before me, no one discovered before me. This is an evil statement, ya ikhwah. The one who, under, who, who tries to read the book of Allah, to understand the book of Allah, he needs to pay attention to the matter of understanding the book of Allah. To understand the book of Allah first and foremost, based upon the book of Allah. Some verses are explained in other verses. You read a verse, there are other verses that explain them. Some verses have, uh, yani point to, to some matter, and other verses make it more clear more they are يعني, more clear in regards to those matters and then it comes to the understanding of the quran based upon the hadith of the messenger go and find out what did the messenger say about this about the verses because the messenger was asked about verses and he explained them there are verses that he explained himself there are verses that he used as as an evidence of a point there are verses that the Messenger ﷺ, in which there is a story for the revelation of some verses, some something happened with the Messenger ﷺ, that for which or with some of the companions for which verses of the Quran were revealed. And those are called Asbab al Nuzul, the reasons of revelation. And other than this, from the hadith of the Messenger. ﷺ. And then after this, go and read what they, what did the companions, may Allah be pleased with them. The companions of the Messenger وسلم, what did they explain the ver those verses with? What did they say about the verses of the Quran? And then it comes, comes the Arabic language and understanding the Arabic language. This is how the Quran is understood. So this is in regards to the person who wants to study the religion and he finds evidences from the Quran. أما إذا أتى معه دليل من من الحديث as if there is an evidence from the hadith والدين يؤخذ كما قلنا يؤخذ بفهم بالقرآن والسنة we take our religion based upon the Quran and the Sunnah based upon the understanding of the righteous predecessors if one sees a hadith so you're reading a book and you come across a hadith the author of this book he mentioned a hadith as an evidence in regards to a topic in the in the in the book. When it comes to the ahadith, we need two things. 
القرآن قلنا في القرآن نحتاج إلى الفهم الصحيح. When it comes to the Quran, we need the correct understanding. When it comes to hadith, we need two things. When it comes to hadith, we need two things. فما هما؟ ماذا نحتاج؟ الشيئان اللذان نحتاج لهما عند دراستنا للأحاديث. نعم. الفهم طيب. وقبل الفهم تفضل. جيد. نعم. نعم. ثبوت الحديث نبحث في ثبوت الحديث وفي فهم الحديث. لأن القرآن كما قلنا ثابت عن الله سبحانه وتعالى وهو كلام الله لا يأتيه الباطل من بين يديه ولا من خلفه أما الحديث بارك الله فيكم فينبغي أن ينظر الإنسان إلى مصدره وإلى ثبوته إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم When it comes to hadith there are two things that you need one of them is the understanding and one of them is the authenticity whether or not the hadith is authentic on behalf of the Messenger وسلم, did the Messenger وسلم, really say what this person is saying that the Messenger وسلم, said? Did he really say this? How do we know he said this? This is a very wide, very wide knowledge. And very, يعني, it's a very detailed knowledge. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hafidha bihada al-ilm deenana. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected our religion with this knowledge. وَهُوَ عِلْمُ دِرَاسَةِ ثُبُوتِ الْأَحَادِيثِ وَهُوَ مَا يُسَمُّونَهُ بِعُلُومِ الْحَدِيثِ أو مصطلح الحديث. This, this knowledge or this science that the, the people of knowledge they put together as a criteria to see which ahadith are accepted and which ahadith are not accepted. And it is not something that is up to the, the individual this is a very, there is a very specific science behind it. طيب. وبأقل الأحوال أن ينظر الإنسان أن ينظر الإنسان ماذا قال أهل العلم على هذا الحديث. So if the person didn't have the knowledge to, to apply and try to understand the ahadith uh, or try to rather find out the authenticity of the ahadith, the least we should do, the least we should do is to see, look at the words of the people of knowledge in regards to the authenticity of the hadith. This is the least we should do. يعني, يا إخوة, pay attention to this matter. انتبهوا لهذه المسألة. إذا أتاكم بالرسائل. طيب. انشر تؤجر. قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كذا وكذا. وأتتكم هذه الأشياء. من المهم قبل أن تنشروا هذه الأشياء أن نعرف بارك الله فيكم صحة هذه الأشياء التي ننشرها هل ثبتت عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أو لم تثبت So before if we receive for example messages right on our phones or whatever it is before we start sending them wanting, wanting good having good intention right you receive the hadith you want to spread the hadith of the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم before you go into doing that look up the authenticity of the hadith <coughs> Find out what did the people of knowledge say about the hadith. Is it authentic or is it not authentic? This is something that is very important when it comes to the matters of hadith. Barakallahu feekum. 
فهذا هذه المسألة ودخلنا يعني في هذه المسألة من قولنا بارك الله فيكم مما ذكرناه أن من مزايا هذا الكتاب أن مصنفه ذكر درجة الحديث في أكثر الأحاديث أو في كثير من الأحاديث التي تحتاج لشيء من البيان. We, we went into this uh, lengthy topic because we, we mentioned يا أخوة بارك الله فيكم that the author رحمه الله the author of this book after mentioning every hadith that, or most hadith that needs to point out the authenticity he will point he points out the authenticity he mentions whether the hadith is authentic or or weak and he mentions some يعني, uh, briefly he will mention the authenticity of the hadith فنبدأ تفضل ذكرت أن يفهم الحديث على اثنتين وقد فهم الحديث على فهم سيتصارح وعلى فهم نعم جزاك الله خيرا هذا يعني تنبيه مهم وهو أن يفهم أن تفهم الأحاديث على فهم السلف الصالح كما قلت ويعني لا شك أن الأحاديث من هذه الناحية أن الأحاديث يعني فيها التفصيل في كثير من المسائل أكثر من الآيات القرآنية ولهذا تجد أن من درس الأحاديث قلما الا ما يعني الا قليل قلما يسيء الفهم واكثر من اساء الفهم يسيء الفهم في فهمه للقران وهذا وهذا واضح يعني اذا كثير من الناس الذين يدرسون احاديث النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم تجد انهم ان فهمهم للاحاديث صحيح لماذا لان كثيرا من الاحاديث او الكثير من الاحاديث موسعه يعني هي اصلا موسعه ومفهومه ولكن لابد من الرجوع لا سيما اذا الانسان لم يفهم شيء لابد من الرجوع الى كلام العلماء في في فهم الحديث والا فطريقه السلف رضي الله عنهم كثير منهم تجد ان طريقه السلف انهم يرون الاحاديث وهم عندهم قليل من الاحاديث التي ربما يزيدون عليها كلمات في توضيح معنى طيب وهذا واضح يعني تجد كثير من من الصحابه رضي الله عنهم ومن التابعين عند روايتهم للحديث يرون الاحاديث على ما هي عليه وربما زادوا كلمه في في شرحها لان الاحاديث كثير لان كثير من الاحاديث واضحه المعنى وواضحه البيان نعم ولكن مع ذلك لابد في فهم القران وفي فهم السنه لابد من المشي على فهم الصحابه رضي الله عنهم لابد من المشي على فهم الصحابه رضي الله عنهم نعم سو دو وي How do we understand the ahadith? First of all, the ahadith, most of the ahadith, they are, they are um, as you would say, self-explaining. Yani for this reason, you find most of the people who read the ahadith, who take the hadith of the Messenger وسلم, you find them to be upon the right path. Most of them. Most of them. Why? Because many of the ahadith, or most of the ahadith, are, are detailed in the explanation that the person who takes... The, the statements of the Messenger وسلم, the authentic statements of the Messenger وسلم, right? the authentic sunnah of the Messenger وسلم, he will understand the religion based upon the, what the companions, may Allah be pleased with them, were, were seeing and were living. And this is in, up, in, in opposition to the way of the, of the people of, of falsehood. Many of them, they will take the Quran. You see them, they take the Quran and they avoid the, taking the ahadith. Because in the Quran there are general, there are general um, verses that they use as evidences for their for their statements and actions. 
And many of them, if you come with the ahadith, they will tell you, no, this opposes the Quran. كثير من أهل من أهل الباطل بارك الله فيكم ممن يفهم القرآن على فهمه هو إذا أتيته بالأحاديث كثير منهم إذا أتيته بالأحاديث سيقول لا هذا يخالف القرآن هو في الحقيقة يخالف فهمه هو لا يخالف القرآن ولكن هذا نجده في كثير من الأحيان كما كان مع يعني حال الخوارج طيب لما قالوا إن الحكم إلا لله لما قالوا إن الحكم إلا لله وفهموا كلام الله سبحانه وتعالى بالطريقة التي توافق هواهم قال لهم علي رضي الله عنه وبعض الصحابة قالوا قال لهم الصحابة كلمة حق أريد بها باطل كلمة حق إن الحكم إلا لله كلمة حق ولكن ما أرادوه بهذه الكلمة باطل نعم بارك الله فيكم ولهذا يعني احتجوا عليهم بسنة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم احتج عليهم بسنة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ولهذا لما كان بعض الخوارج كانوا ذاهبون لقتال 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 عثمان رضي الله عنه فمر على شيخ يقرأ أحاديث الشفاعة فقال هذا فقالوا له هذا أتعي ما تقول مروا ببعض الصحابة والله أعلم وهو يروي حديث الشفاعة عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قالوا أتدري ما تقول؟ قال نعم سمعته من النبي من النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فرجعوا جميعا إذا ماذا كانت ماذا كان النقص عندهم يا إخوة هي هذه الأحاديث الذي كان ينقصهم هي هو سماع سنة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم والاطلاع على سنة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فهم قرأوا آيات فهموها برأيهم ولم يفهموا فهم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وما بينه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لأمته so uh, we mentioned um, for example some of the Khawarij they were going to fight against Uthman and some of them passed by a masjid and they walked in and one of the companions or may, might be one of the scholars uh, one, one of the tabi'een but I think I, I think it was one of the companions Perhaps it was Jabir radiallahu anhu. He was mentioning the hadith of Shafa'ah. He was mentioning the hadith of Shafa'ah in which the Messenger وسلم, intercedes for the people and that the righteous intercede for the people on the day of judgment. طيب. And to them, this is something that is not correct because anyone who sins in accordance to the understanding of the Khawarij, because they read, they read the Quran and understood it based upon their, their own understanding. طيب. So in their understanding that anyone who commits a sin is a disbeliever and is out of Islam, that he leaves the fold of Islam. So they understood the Quran based upon their understanding. So they passed by this masjid and perhaps it was Jabir or someone else from the companions, may Allah be pleased with them. He was narrating what he heard from the Messenger وسلم, in regards to the sinners, in regards to the sinners that he وسلم, and the righteous will, will intercede for them, for the sinners. So they heard this. It, it goes completely against what they understood from the Qur'an. And they said, do you understand what you're saying, what you're narrating? And he says, yes. And he said, yes. I heard this from the Messenger Wasallam. So they all went back from being the Khawarij. What, did, what were they missing, ya ikhwah, in this point? What was it that they were missing? The hadith. The narration from the hadith. <laughs> Naam. So they, they, had, they, they had their own understanding of the Qur'an. 
The hadith clarifies it. The hadith clarifies it. Naam, barakallahu feekum. Ala kulli hal, la'allana, ay sa'a ya akhwa al-asha'a taqriban al-sa'a wal... Naam? 28 طيب ننتقل باذن الله الى الى درس التفسير او ربما نقرا المقدمه باذن الله نقرا مقدمه المصنف رحمه الله ثم ننتقل وهذا الدرس باذن الله اذا يسر الله سبحانه وتعالى وكان في العمر بقيه سيكون سنقسم هذا الدرس الى الى قسمين او الى نصفين فالنصف الاول نقرا فيه من كتاب لغه المرام الحافظ ابن حجر والنصف الثاني بإذن الله تعالى سنقرأ في تفسير سورة الأنبياء من تفسير الحافظ ابن كثير رحمه الله. So if Allah subhanahu wa taala permits us and allows us, we will make this class a weekly class بإذن الله تعالى and we will have it will be two halves. So one half will be in the explanation of بلوغ المرام by الحافظ ابن حجر and the second half بإذن الله will be in the تفسير in تفسير سورة الأنبياء. by Al-Hafiz Ibn Kathir Rahimahullah فالآن نقرأ بإذن الله مقدمة Al-Hafiz Ibn Kathir من هذا الكتاب So we'll read the introduction by Al-Hafiz Ibn Kathir Rahimahullah عفواً Al-Hafiz Ibn Hajar Rahimahullah His introduction on the book بلوغ المرام نقرأها ثم ننتقل إلى درس التفسير بإذن الله تعالى قال المصنف Rahimahullah بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله على نعمه الظاهرة والباطنة so the author, Rahimahullah, he started by saying Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, making Basmala in accordance to the Sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in all of his books and letters. ثُمَّ قَالَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ عَلَى نِعَامِهِ الظَّاهِرَةِ وَالْبَاطِنَةِ قَدِيمًا وَحَدِيثًا So he started by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all of his bounties, those that are clear of them. And those that are uh, those that we do not that are unclear to us, the Nam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alayna kathira minha barakallahu fikum mahiya ni'amun zahira yaraha al insan wa minha ni'amun batina min defai ada kana kadyati lil insan fayat fa'uhullahu subhanahu wa ta'ala alay fanyamullahi subhanahu wa ta'ala kathira wa inta uddu ni'amatallahi la tuhsuha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has many bounties of uh, upon us. Some of them are clear to us that we see them and we know them and are clear. And some of them are hidden from us, from, the, uh, from protecting us, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects us from harm. And other than this, from the hidden, the, the bounties and the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us that we do not see. Uh, and the bounties and the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are many, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said what means. And if you were to enumerate the, the blessings or the bounties of Allah, Upon you, you cannot enumerate them. You cannot count them and enumerate them. ثم قال والصلاة والسلام على نبيه ورسوله محمد وعلى آله وصحبه الذين ساروا في نصرة دينه سيرا حثيثا. He made peace and sent the peace and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa taala and the praise of Allah subhanahu wa taala upon his messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم, the prophet and the messenger Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم and his وآله وصحبه. So his household and his companions, may Allah be pleased with them all, those who الَّذِينَ سَارُوا فِي نُصْرَةِ دِينِهِ سَيْرًا حَثِيثًا Those who walked upon protecting his religion with strength and with continuous walk. وَعَلَىٰ أَتْبَاعِهِمْ الَّذِينَ وَرِثُوا عِلْمَهُمْ And upon those who followed them 
and those who inherited from their knowledge and the scholars are the heirs and those are the ones who inherit from the from the prophets so he's saying how honorable those who inherit from the prophets are and how honorable those who are inherited from or those uh, whom they inherit from. So meaning the, yani the scholars, they inherit from one another and they all inherit from the prophets and the messengers. They inherit this knowledge. وَهَذَا مِنَ الْحَدِيثِ In Hadith Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam نحن معشر الأنبياء لا نرث لا لا نورث وما يعني وإنما نورث هذا العلم فمن أخذ به فقد أخذ بحظ وافر أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم this is taken that from the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم from the statement of the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم that we the messengers we do not give anything in inheritance but rather we give this knowledge in inheritance and whomsoever takes it then he has taken something that is very valuable. وَكَذَلِكُمْ يَعْنِي قَالَ أَمَّا بَعْدْ فَهَذَا مُخْتَصَرٌ يَشْتَمِلُ عَلَىٰ أُصُولِ الْأَدِلَّةِ الْحَدِيثِيَّ لِلْأَحْكَامِ الشَّرَعِيَّةِ So he went on to say, this is a summary, uh, or this is a uh, concise and a small book, in which collects the foundations of the evidences from the ahadith for the, for the religious rulings. And I have written it in a very um, in a very excellent way. لِيَصِيرَ مَنْ يَحْفَظُهُ مِنْ بَيْنَ أَقْرَانِهِ نَابِغًا فَهُوَ يَا إِخْوَةَ يَحْفَظُ عَلَى مَادَ فِي هَذِهِ الْجُمْلَةِ قَالَ لِيَصِيرَ مَنْ يَحْفَظُهُ بَيْنَ أَقْرَانِهِ نَابِغًا يَحْفَظُنَا عَلَى مَادَ الْمُصَنِّفِ فِي هَذِهِ الْجُمْلَةِ عَلَى حَفْظٍ عَلَى حَفْظِ هَذَا الْكِتَابِ وَعَلَى حَفْظِ الْأَحَادِيثِ وَلَا شَكَّ أَنَّهُ أَنَّ حَفْظَ الْأَحَادِيثِ أمر مهم جدا لمن أراد أن يتعلم هذا الدين فمن حفظ هذه الأحاديث ومن حفظ هذه الأدلة بارك الله فيكم وهي أحاديث قصيرة مختصرة أقول يعني فلنستعن بالله ولنحاول قدر إمكاننا أن نحفظ منها ما نستطيع عليه ففيها خير كثير تمر مع الإنسان أمور في دينه وفي دنياه يستطيع بكل يسر أن يقول قال الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم كذا وكذا وانتهت ويجد بهذا الحل لهذه المسألة كما سيأتي معنا فلنفرض مثلا أول حديث أول حديث في هذا الكتاب في البحر هو الطهور ما هو الحل ميتته طيب كان الإنسان في البحر وفكر هل أستطيع أن أتوضأ أو لا أستطيع أن أتوضأ إذا تذكر الحديث انتهى الأمر هو الطهور ما هو الحل ميتته إذا أستطيع أن أتطهر به وغيره كثير في هذه الأحاديث في كل مسائل في كل المسائل التي تمر مع الإنسان في دينه إذا حفظ هذه الأدلة يسهل أمر أمرها عليه نعم so the author رحمه الله said so the one the one who memorizes them so I wrote it in this way for the one who memorizes them to become uh, يعني uh, to become distinguished يعني amongst his his uh, uh, companions so the author, Rahmahullah, is encouraging us to memorize, to memorize the ahadith. 
And most of those hadith are very short hadith. So yani, let us be idnillah, try as much as we can to, to memorize them. Because in memorizing the hadith is a great benefit. One of them, barakallahu feekum, is that whenever you face something in your life in regards to the religion, right away you can remember the dalil. For example, we'll take just a, you know, a very small example. The fir- very first hadith that the Messenger وسلم, said about the bahr, about the sea, that it is, its water is pure and anything comes from it is permissible. Yani, meaning from the, from the animals. That its water is, is pure and anything that dies from its animals is permissible. So, for example, a person is traveling by sea and he needs to make wudu. And he will say, can I, can I use this water? Can I not use this water? If you know the hadith, right away, you know the answer. The Messenger said that it's, its water is pure. It's, it's done. You don't, need to, yani, you don't need to worry. It's just very small statements, very beneficial. You memorize them, you know the evidence. You know what is correct and you know based upon the hadith of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Naam. Qala, وَيَسْتَعِينُ بِهِ الطَّالِبُ الْمُبْتَدِئِ and also, likewise, the one who starts in seeking knowledge. Naam, the one who is a beginner in studying the religion, he will benefit from those ahadith. And likewise, those ahadith, even the one who, is, uh, who, is, um, يعني, uh, who has studied knowledge and who is يعني, at the level of almost being a scholar, right? He, he also benefits from them. And he, he is not, he also needs those ahadith. وَقَدْ بَيَّنْتُ عَقِبَ كُلِّ حَدِيثٍ مَنْ أَخْرَجَهُ مِنَ الْأَئِمَّةِ And I mentioned at the end of each hadith, who narrated the hadith from the scholars of, of hadith, the narrators of hadith. لِإِرَادَةِ نُصْحِ الْأُمَّةِ In wanting to advise for the, for the Muslims, for the Ummah. قَالَ فَالْمُرَادُ بِالسَّبْعَةِ أَحْمَدُ وَالْبُخَارِ الصحيح صحيح البخاري ومسلم أي في يعني إذا قال فالمراد بالسبعة يعني أخرجه أحمد والبخاري ومسلم وأبو داود وابن ماجه والترمذي والنسائي وهؤلاء هم أصحاب الصحيحين والسنن ومعهم الإمام أحمد في سنن في مسنده بارك الله فيكم قال وبالستة من عدا أحمد يعني إذا قال رواه رواه الستة فيعني رواه أصحاب الصحيحين أو صاحب صاحباء الصحيحين وأصحاب السنن وبالخمسة من عدا البخاري ومسلمة وقد أقول الأربعة وأحمد يعني إما أن يقول الخمسة يعني يعني رواه أحمد وأصحاب السنن أحمد وأبو داود وأبن ماجه والترمذي والنسائي دون البخاري ومسلم قال وقد أقول الأحمد والأربعة أو الأربعة وأحمد وبالأربعة من عدا الثلاثة الأول وبالثلاثة من عداهم وعدا الأخيرين وبالمتفق عليه البخاري ومسلم وقد لا أذكر معهما غيرهما أو غي... قد لا أذكر معهما غيرهما So he said when I say متفق عليه agreed upon 
it means it is narrated by Al-Bukhari wa Muslim. طيب, when he says agreed upon, it means it's narrated by both Al-Bukhari wa Muslim. قال, وَقَدْ لَا أَذْكُرُ مَعَهُمَا غَيْرَهُمَا And perhaps I don't mention with them anyone other than them. لِأَنَّ الْأُمَّةَ تَلَقَّتْ كِتَابَيْهِمَا بِالْقَبُولِ وَلِأَنَّ مَا اتَّفَقَ عَلَيْهِ قال أهل العلم اتفق عليه البخاري ومسلم يكاد يكون كالمزمع على صحته يكاد يكون كالمزمع على صحته من من الأمة. So the people of knowledge they said because anything that is reported by both البخاري ومسلم it is as if all the Muslims agree upon the authenticity of this of anything that is reported by both البخاري ومسلم. نعم. قال وما عدا ذلك فهو مبين. If there is anything other than this then I clarify it. وسميته بلوغ بلوغ المرام من أدلة الأحكام والله أسأل ألا يجعل ما علمنا علينا وبالا وأن يرزقنا العمل بما يرضيه سبحانه وتعالى I said I, I named it بلوغ المرام which means achieving the objective or attaining the objective بلوغ المرام من أدلة الأحكام attaining the objective from the evidences of the rules of the rulings uh, and then he concluded his introduction by asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to not make what we learn against us uh, and to allow us and permit us and give us acting upon that which is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.